Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri Basin Conference Call. Our next call will be scheduled for Thursday, December 5th at 3 p.m. Central Time. This call is provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state and local government officials, including levy sponsors and emergency managers, along with the media. My name is Matt Raby, and I will be today's moderator. This call is recorded and will be placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE dash NWD. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. At this time, I'm placing all calls on mute. I want it going out as soon as Okay. I have to according to the way they want it done. We have a couple hot mics out there. If everybody could hit star six, that would be great. Uh, as we proceed, please do not place your call on hold as it can interrupt the rest of the call. We will have a question and an answer session at the end of this call. The agenda is as follows. The National Weather Service will provide an update of river stages, river forecasts, and weather forecasts. The Missouri River Water Management Division will provide an update on inflows, reservoir storage, and release plans. The Kansas City District Water Management Office will provide an update of lower basin reservoirs and planned releases. The Kansas City District Emergency Managers will provide an update on levees in their area of responsibility. And the Omaha District will provide an update on levees in their area of responsibility. At the end of the briefings, we will go into the question and answer period. At this time, I'd like to invite Scott Doomer with the National Weather Service to present. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Scott Doomer, and I'm with the National Weather Service Missouri Basin River Forecast Center. Uh, the past month since our last call on October 10th, we have remained hydrologically active. Uh, we've had precipitation across the entire Missouri River Basin, and significant uh, rainfall has occurred over northern uh, Wyoming, Montana, South Dakota, South Central North Dakota, and Missouri. Some of the locations have received in excess of 300% of normal uh, precipitation for this period. Uh, many locations have actually received in excess of four inches of precipitation with as much as eight <laughs> in Missouri the past month. We've also developed an early season snowpack over much of the upper basin, including Montana and Wyoming and the western Dakotas. Uh, estimates of plain snow water equivalent with the water contained in the snowpack vary from a trace uh, in the plains upward to more than four to five inches in the mountains of Wyoming and Montana. However, we are now watching an evolving winter storm expected uh, Monday into Tuesday extending from Montana into northern Wyoming and western South Dakota. And the snow water equivalent associated with this evolving system in the Dakotas and this area could bring as much as an inch of snow water equivalent to the heaviest hit areas. Currently in the basin, we have ongoing flooding in South Dakota in which we have minor through major uh, flooding along the James River and minor flooding on the Big Sioux River at Watertown, South Dakota. In Kansas, we have minor flooding along the Big Blue River above Tuttle Creek Reservoir. And along the Missouri River itself, we have minor flooding in 
uh, Nebraska City through St. Joseph, Missouri. And then, again, we have minor flooding from Napoleon through Miami, Missouri. Looking over the next seven days, as mentioned earlier, a winter storm is affecting the upper Rockies and High Plains Monday into Tuesday. Once we get past the winter storm on Tuesday, only light amounts of additional precipitation of no more than a quarter inch are expected. Wednesday into Friday for Montana, North Dakota, and South Dakota, with the rest of the Missouri Basin being free of precipitation for this period. Unfortunately, the long-range outlooks favor the odds of a wetter-than-normal condition for the Missouri Basin, at least through January, with a greater than 50% chance of major flooding in the James River Basin. The National Weather Service will issue its first quantitative spring river flood outlooks for the basin in early February of 2020. Thank you, and this concludes my National Weather Brief. Thank you, Scott. At this time, I'd like to invite John Remus from the Missouri River Water Management Division to present. Thank you, Matt. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. I'm John Remus. I'm Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System. I will provide a, a little bit of an introductory here and then uh, Kevin Stom and Mike Swinson and my staff will provide a little more detail as to the system conditions and our planned operations. Throughout the year, there's been a lot of discussion regarding the congressionally authorized purposes and the operational priorities for the system. It is important to understand that authorized purposes and priorities are not the same thing. While the system is authorized for eight purposes, the Corps' priority is life and health safety. In large runoff years, such as 2018 and 2019, or during an extreme hydrologic event, the flood control purpose drives the Corps' operational decisions for the system. During average or below average runoff years, the Corps, operate, the Corps operates the system for flood control and also makes releases to meet flow targets in the lower river for other purposes, such as navigation and water supply. Due to high runoffs, system operational decisions have been driven by the flood control purpose since March of 2018. I want to assure everyone in the basin that the Corps remains fully committed to our flood risk reduction mission, protecting stakeholders when we can from significant runoff events that pose a threat to human health and safety. In 2019, Mother Nature has made managing runoff in the Missouri River Basin very challenging. People throughout the basin have been and or continue to be directly impacted, some severely impacted. The Corps is well aware of the damage that this year's flooding has caused, and we are doing all we can to reduce the impacts and assist in the recovery. It is important to understand that floods can and will occur regardless of basin or system conditions, including ice-induced flooding during the winter freeze-in and spring breakup periods, and flooding due to thunderstorms, particularly along the lower Missouri River, which cannot be mitigated by the operation of the mainstream reservoirs. Before I ask members of my staff to provide specifics with respect to Missouri River mainstream reservoir system status and operations, it is important to understand that the volume, timing, and location at which runoff enters the system significantly impacts the timing and amount of releases. Each runoff season or flooding event is unique. Care should be taken when comparing one event to another. 2019 continues to be a very wet year throughout the basin. This has led to excessive runoff into the reservoirs and into the unregulated streams below the system. 
system status and operations that will be described in a few minutes are aimed at evacuating the water from the flood control zones in the reservoirs before the 2020 runoff season begins. Given the basin conditions, our plan is to be as aggressive as we can with the evacuation process this fall and again next spring in order to provide the greatest amount of flexibility in the system. We will continue to evaluate the conditions on the ground and make adjustments as necessary. That concludes my remarks. Thank you, and I will turn it over to Kevin Stom now. Okay, thank you, John. The 2019 calendar year runoff forecast for the upper Missouri basin above Sioux City, Iowa is 60.2 million acre feet, nearly two and a half times average. As of November 7th, the observed upper basin runoff to date is 57.1 million acre feet, which is the second highest runoff volume in 121 years of record. The 2019 forecast runoff would nearly equal the previous record runoff of 61 million acre feet in 2011. October runoff in the upper basin was well above average as a result of well above average late summer and fall precipitation, primarily in September. By reservoir reach, October runoff was over six times the average runoff in the Milwaukee reach, over three times the average runoff in the Cavan Point reach, and almost 10 times the average runoff in the Gavin's Point to Sioux City reach due to flooding on the James, Vermilion, and Big Sioux rivers. This resulted in record high October runoff in the upper Missouri basin. Our November 1st runoff forecast shows that we are expecting above average runoff for the remaining two months of 2019. For November, we forecasted that runoff would be two times the long-term average. This is largely in part to the tributaries continuing to flow much above average from the September and October precipitation, along with the soil moisture conditions being extremely wet, which limits infiltration from any precipitation events. For December, our forecast indicates that we are expecting runoff to be about 180% of average. This concludes my update on the runoff forecast. Mike Swenson will now talk about the reservoir study. Okay, thanks, Kevin. Uh, the long-range monthly studies were updated and posted to our website earlier this week and are based on the monthly runoff forecast that Kevin just discussed. The basic study has Gavin's Point releases being held at 80,000 CFS through November and then stepping down to the winter release rate of 22,000 CFS by about mid-December. System storage is currently 60.1 million acre-feet. System storage decreased 3.2 million acre-feet during October and has decreased nearly 0.8 million acre-feet so far this month. 4 million acre-feet of the 16.3 million acre-feet of total flood storage is currently occupied. Yesterday, we posted an updated short-range or three-week forecast to our website. This forecast is generally tracking with the basic monthly study and shows Gavin Point, Gavin's Point releases will be held at 80,000 CFS to continue evacuating water from the reservoirs. Port Randall Reservoir is at elevation 1345.8, down 2.4 feet since the end of October. Releases from Fort Randall are currently 76,000 CFS and are expected to remain near that rate over the next week. 
Oahe Reservoir is at elevation 1612.5, down 0.4 feet since the end of October. The reservoir is five feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. Releases from Oahe are currently about 65,000 CFS and are expected to remain at that rate during November. Garrison Reservoir is at elevation 1841.4, down 0.9 feet since the end of October. The reservoir is 3.9 feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. Releases are forecast to, re to remain at 48,000 CFS through about mid-November and will then be gradually stepped down during the last part of November. As releases are reduced in late November, spillway releases will be discontinued. Fort Peck Reservoir is at elevation 2240.3, down 0.5 feet since the end of October. The reservoir is 6.3 feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. Releases from Fort Peck are expected to remain at 15,000 CFS through November. We will continue to monitor conditions in the basin and make any necessary release adjustments. Thank you, and that concludes my update. Send it back to you, Matt. Great, thank you. Uh, at this time, I'd like to invo uh, invite uh, Paul Simon to talk about Kansas City water management. Okay, thank you. Hello, I'm Paul Simon, a hydraulic engineer from water management for the Kansas City District. Progress has been made over the last month to bring the Kansas reservoirs out of phase two, and most of the other district projects are, not, are now at or below 5% of their respective flood control pools. A deviation has been improved that allows the Missouri River at Waverly target to be increased to 140,000 CFS for phase one. The Missouri River at Waverly is currently at 135,000 CFS. Milford is releasing 5,000 CFS and may increase to 6,000 CFS tomorrow. Tuttle Creek is releasing 11,000 CFS and may increase to 12,000 CFS tomorrow. Perry is releasing 3,000 CFS and Clinton is releasing 1,000 CFS. The current releases from these projects are being managed in an effort to empty all accumulated flood storage by 31 December. Depending on the timing, location, and amounts of rainfall that might occur between now and then, all the current rate of inflows and releases, all flood storage will be emptied at the current rate of inflow and releases, all flood storage will be emptied by mid-December, but future rainfall events may delay the drawdown later into December. That's all I have today, and I will, I will be followed by Mike Doolin with Emergency Management. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. <clears throat> Good afternoon. I'm Mike Doolin, Emergency Manager for the Kansas City District. Uh, our Emergency Operations Center remains activated at Level 2, partial activation. We'll continue to operate at Level 2 until further notice. If at any time you need assistance, uh, please call our 24-hour emergency line at 816-426-6320. Again, that number is 816-426-6320. Leave your name, number, and a message, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Missouri River stages have leveled off over the last couple weeks but in our district but remain higher than normal for this time of year in several locations. Uh, currently, there are still five Missouri River gauges in our district uh, that remain in minor flood stage. A request for levee rehabilitation assistance has gone up to 108. That's up two from our last call. Uh, 
We expect this will result in approximately 67 levy rehabilitation projects after bundling multiple requests for segmented levy systems. We have submitted 58 project information reports to Northwest Division for approval. 54 of those projects have been approved and will now enter the engineering and design phase. Three of the approved projects were recently advertised for construction and we have received bids back for one of those projects. And we anticipate the majority of levy rehab projects to be advertised this winter with bids following 30 days from the date of advertisement. Uh, we have conducted three levy sponsor outreach meetings over the last few weeks, one in Napoleon, Missouri, another in Holt County, Missouri, and the final in Washington, Missouri. All three meetings were very well attended with several levy owner operators at each. Uh, the intent of these meetings was to update levy sponsors on the rehabilitation process and provide guidance on cost share options, real estate agreements, easements, and project cooperation agreements, all of which are required before construction can begin. Construction on the emergency measure to close breaches on the Big Tarkio levy in Holt County, Missouri is nearing completion. Uh, we anticipate rock placement will wrap up uh, on that early next week. Rock placement at the Mill Creek breach continues to be stalled due to an accessibility <clears throat> related to flooding. We had a plan in place to improve our accessibility to the site by raising Highway 111. However, the contractor has proposed an alternative method to gain access by constructing a temporary flood barrier on the north side of the highway and then pumping water off the road to gain access. If this modification is approved and successful, work, uh, excuse me, work to clear the highway could begin sometime next week. Uh, we're also working with BNSF Railroad on a temporary crossing permit. Uh, the permits for haul trucks to utilize an existing temporary crossing near the work site uh, the Mill Creek Dyke and Drainage District is working to update their insurance policy to meet BNSF requirements uh, needed before BNSF can issue the permit. As a final note, please be river aware as higher than normal river levels persist through the fall. Flood water can always pose a threat to life safety. Please be safe and always pay attention to watches and warnings issued by the National Weather Service. Thank you. This concludes the district's remarks. Thank you, Mike. At this time, I'd like to invite Matt Kratsky, Omaha District, for an update on levees in that region. Thanks, Matt. Uh, good afternoon. This is Matt Kratsky, the Readiness Branch Chief at the Army Corps of Engineers Omaha District. Uh, the Omaha District EOC remains activated at Level 3 as we continue to monitor basin conditions in all of the states within our district boundaries. To date, we've completed 14 initial breach closures within the Omaha District's AOR. We have 19 remaining. There are an additional 16 breaches on federal levies within Omaha's AOR that are inactive in the 8499 program and therefore ineligible for federal assistance. We recently awarded a contract to repair damages to the Omaha Missouri River right bank levy. This levy system runs from a mile and a half south of the I-680 Missouri River Bridge to one half mile south of the South Omaha Veterans Memorial Bridge and primarily protects the city of Omaha. Looking at some of the other progress on individual levees, we have completed repairs to levees damaged on three of the tributaries of the Missouri River ahead of schedule. These projects are the Pierce North Branch of the Elkhorn River in Nebraska, Broken Bow Mud Creek in Nebraska, and the Ida Grove Audible Creek in Iowa. The damage to the tributary levees consisted mainly of erosion of the riverside of the levees from high flows and also some damage to the top of the levees where overtopping occurred. Four other tributary levee repairs are currently underway. They are Western Sarpy County and 
Cedar Creek along the Platte River, Columbus along the Loop River, and Scribner and Columbus along Pebble Creek and the Elkhorn River. These projects are expected to be completed by April of 2020. Updating the status of repairs on levees along the Missouri River, work continues to repair crest damage and side slope damage on levee unit L611614 just south of Council Bluffs. At levee L594, the east side breach was closed on October 12th and the west side breach on October 28th. These initial breach closures stop the inflows in this area and will allow for follow-on construction activities on L594. Work also continues on levy unit L575 where the contractor is stockpiling clay to continue repairs. Also, an additional contract is expected to be awarded in the next week or two to continue the repairs on L575. On levy unit L550, the contractor is working on placing clay material on the breach closures to increase the resiliency of these repairs. Oh, they did say it? Okay. No, they don't say it, but that's the, that's the base. That's the base of the, that's, okay. that's the base of where they want to make sure that they get down. Finally, on levy unit L536, due to site conditions and other considerations, the project sponsor and the USACE team has decided to defer work on this levy system until early next year. We have experienced delays on completing initial repairs to part of levy R613 due to changing site conditions on a section of the levy. However, this repair of this section is set for the end of the month and it will not affect the schedule of the Papio NRD section 408 raise of the levy. Engineering and design continues on several other levies on the Missouri River and tributaries. And as these designs are completed, we continue to move forward with contract awards. Regular updates on the repair efforts to flood control structures in the Missouri River Basin, visit the Omaha District System Restoration webpage at https colon forward slash forward slash www.nwo.usace.army.mil and click on the red levy status updates icon on the left side of the page. There you can continue to track the status updates, view photos and videos, and also see which levies are not active in the 8499 program. We remain vigilant considering conditions throughout the basin and we can't reiterate enough that life safety continues to be the primary focus of our efforts to repair these levee systems. We continue to work with federal, state, and local emergency management agencies to keep the public informed. And this includes my comments. Thank you. And that's what people ask during the public. All participants are now in listen-only mode. All right, thank you to all of our briefers today. We have 60 people on the line. Thank you all for joining us. We will now start uh, fielding our questions uh, from our congressional delegation members, tribes, state and local officials, as well as uh, levy and drainage districts. After all of these groups have had their chance to ask questions, uh, we will then turn to the media for any questions. Again, beginning with uh, the congressional, tribal, state, local governments, uh, emergency managers. I'm going to go down uh, state by state in alphabetical order. Please wait uh, for your state and group to be called. Uh, and uh, if you do have a question, press star six to unmute your phone and please identify yourself as well as your organization. We'll start with uh, congressional representatives from the state of Iowa. Kansas. Missouri. Remember star six to unmute your phone. 
Montana, Nebraska. Any congressional reps, representatives from North Dakota? Star six to unmute. South Dakota and Wyoming. All right, moving on to tribes. Do we have any tribal questions from throughout the basin? Okay, moving to state, local levy and drainage districts, starting with Iowa. Star six to unmute. Kansas. Missouri. Star six to unmute. Montana. Nebraska. North Dakota. Star six to unmute. South Dakota. And finally, Wyoming. Okay, we're going to move on to the media. Uh, any questions from the media from the state of Iowa? Star six to unmute. John Remus, can you confirm that uh, you can hear me? Star six to unmute, please. We hear you. Thank you. Okay, moving on to media questions from the state of Kansas. Missouri, Montana, star six to unmute. Any media questions from Nebraska? Any media from North Dakota? South Dakota? Can you hear us? Yep. Yeah, North Dakota. North Dakota. Yep. This is Andrew Horn with KFYR-TV uh, here in North Dakota. I, I guess this would be a question for John Remus. John, can you hear me? Uh, yes, sir. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Mr. Remus, we, we've got that this is going to be an above-average forecast, but do we have anything more specific on how far above-average we're looking? I mean, should we be expecting extra feet of snow? Should we be expecting... Just a little, I mean, do we have anything a little more specific in the above average forecast that we could use? Our uh, runoff forecast is just for the next two months for the rest of the calendar year, and that's based on what Kevin Stom mentioned the, uh, the runoff or the precipitation that we've seen in the last few months, as well as the wet soils. Um, so, we're not, I don't think we're forecasting anything, any great amount of precipitation over the next two months. It's just the wet conditions. So, uh, and as far as next year, uh, it's uh, the outlook is for uh, a wetter than average winter, but uh, we we don't really know what the, how that's going to unfold yet. Um, this is uh, Steve uh, Lee at the Capitol Journal in Pier, well, um, South Dakota. Uh, just, uh, just a second, uh, just a second, sir. Did I answer your question? 
Gentlemen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, John Remus, this is Gary Stockert with uh, Emergency Management in the City of Bismarck, and I guess I, I kind of missed uh, the, the routing as far as how you were doing calls. Could you touch base on how you're adjusting the uh, releases during the winter freezing and kind of the rationale for that? Mike, do you want to go through that? So as I mentioned in my uh, brief, we'll, we're on a 48,000 CFS release out of Garrison right now. We'll start stepping that down about mid-November. And then depending on what conditions are like, uh, like at the end of November into the first part of December, we'll either go all the way down to a 16,000 CFS release, which is what we typically do before we get to freeze in there at Bismarck. If it's somewhat mild, we might stay up on a little bit higher release, uh, you know, moving into winter. But then we'll wait for the freeze-in to occur at that 16,000 CFS release out of Garrison. And then once we get a stable ice cover, we'll gradually step up the releases uh, from Garrison towards the uh, 24,000, 25,000 range that we have shown on the monthly study. That's the federal mandate. And, and then there was one more question uh, um, here from the, um, actually kind of from the media too. The base annual flood control, 1837.5 for Garrison, is that a federal mandate that that's as low as you can possibly go? That's the uh, base of the uh, uh, annual flood control zone. Uh, that's what's in our master manual. Um, so that, that's our target to get there. Uh, as I said, we will be aggressive, as, as aggressive as we can. We may get a little bit below that. But the ability to evacuate the water this late in the year and get much below that is is fairly limited. Yeah. Okay. That's that's it for our questions. Thank you. This is Steve Lee at the Capital Journal in Pierre, South Dakota. Um, yes, sir. The, uh, here's kind of a layperson's question: the uh, the high numbers of runoff for October six times and ten times, I think, in Oahe and the Garrison Reach, maybe it was. Um, seems like really a big a big number, and I'm curious how the total uh, year-end runoff ended up. The projection is a little bit lower now than it was, you know, last month. Is it just those reaches don't amount to that much, or? Go ahead. Okay, this is Kevin Stom. Um, yeah, in terms of uh, that six times normal for a while, typically in October you don't get a lot of runoff. Yeah. So anytime you have substantial runoff, it's, it's going to look magnified. Um, same thing with that, uh, when we talk about the Gavin's Point to Sioux City Reach, historically, runoff is usually very low, but we had a very high runoff month due to uh, those September rainfall events and then also some snow and rain in October. So it was, it was quite high. Now, in terms of the runoff forecast going down a little bit, we had actually forecast quite a bit more runoff um, in that Gavin's Point to Sioux City reached than what we actually received. So when we came in under that forecast, that's, that was a big contributor to the forecast dropping a little bit um, overall from 61 to about 60.2. Okay. And, uh, and then looking at the, the total storage, um, and again, this might be a dumb question, but can you live with, uh, just say, things don't go too well till the end of the year? Could you go through the winter with uh, the storage about where it's at right now? And is that, would that be a pretty good bet or not? Uh, we're evacuating a considerable amount of water every day. 
120 to 130,000 acre feet a day. So we're we're making progress. Uh, uh, so I don't think we would. It would have to be a pretty catastrophic or a pretty significant pre- precipitation event to lock us in where we're at. Uh, okay. We're, we're we're I am uh, fairly confident we will have be back at the base of the flood control zone by next year's runoff season. Okay. That's a target, but it's a pretty meaningful target. It's not just arbitrary. You kind of want to be at the base. That's a, that's a, yes, we want to be. It's not an arbitrary target. It's something we aim for every year. Uh, does it look quite a bit better than it did just two or three or four weeks ago? Or I'm becoming more much comfortable. Where open with, uh, where it's about what we were projecting. Okay. I'm more comfortable now because we haven't had a major event that has reset the uh, mm-hmm. the storage like we had in the first week of September. Okay. And in case I can't find it, what, what's the goal for uh, start stepping down Oahe in uh, early December, and what's the goal by the end of December, around 25 or something CFS or? For the uh, yeah, we'll, for the we'll be stepping down in the first part of December. Uh, yeah, the winter release will be probably somewhere around 25,000, but we'll be working our way down the first okay. part of December. Okay. And then is there going to, is this, are we going to hit a record for, uh, electrical generation this year of any kind? I don't think it's a record. No, it's not a record. Um, I think the Good projection answer. for this year was, 13.1 billion kilowatt hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, the record is 90, 1997. I don't have that number right off the top of my head. Okay. I, I think I have seen that. I'll look that up again. That rings a bell. All right. Any other questions, South Dakota? I think I'm good. Thanks. Okay. Any other questions from South Dakota Media? And then finally, Wyoming, star six to unmute. If there are any national press on the line, if you have questions, star six to unmute. And then I'll open the floor to any final questions. Any source, any location. Okay, well, thank you. As a reminder, our next call is scheduled for Thursday, December 5th at 3 p.m. Central Time. We appreciate your participation today, and this will end our call.
Hello, this is the operator. I'm showing the host as having dropped from the call. Is anyone still on this conference? Getting no response, terminating call. We're sorry. Your conference is ending now. Please hang up.